Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Anderson. Today, I'm going to be taking quite a lot of what I'm saying from a book that I've read. I really do encourage you girls to read as much as you can. Yes, videos are great, but sometimes the best way to learn is by reading or just by audiobooks. There's some fantastic knowledge out there. And the crazy thing is, people think that they have to spend so much money on getting this knowledge when a lot of the time... The knowledge and the things and the answers that you're trying to find in life are literally just a £10 or $10 book of Amazon. I'm going to be touching on what success and failure means, what it can mean for you and what the right mindset is to have around this area. I've had a few messages from girls struggling with not getting the placements that they've wanted and not getting the results that they wanted. I really do wish that I read this book actually last year because I think it would have helped me a lot. So the book that I'm going to be talking about mostly today, and excuse me if I've said this wrong, but I'm going to put it in the description bit at the bottom. So it's Deepak Chopra and it's called The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success, A Practical Guide to the Fulfillment of Your Dreams. I very rarely read books the second time, but I've actually had the third time of reading this because there's so much really, really good stuff in here. And the biggest thing on a kind of bit of a tangent that I really took away from it, literally from the first page, was talking about how success isn't just about a trophy and it isn't just about money. I grew up very much thinking that my success was only related to how much money I had in my bank account because that's where, that's sort of the beliefs that were brought up in my family. And for so many years, I was not thinking that I was getting anywhere or I was succeeding in life but when I actually read that I thought shit for so many years I've spent so much of my time actually rating my success and how much money I had when actually this as this book says there's so many different levels and laws of success so I'm basically just going to touch over a few points and hopefully if you girls have just come off your show and you're struggling with this or you're just going into your show then have a real think when I'm going through sections of this book and think about how this applies to you and what the right perspective you should take on competing. So, I think learning to deal with whatever place you get, whether it's a first place, last place, third place, fourth place, just missed out, whatever you want to call it, I think how you deal with that placing is something that you develop over time, and I think that doesn't isn't just related to the sport, I think it's related to everything. But the first thing that I really want to say to people is, You've got to accept that you can't control what the judges want on that day and you can't control who turns up. And I know people say that and they kind of skim the surface, but I really want you to understand that you cannot control every single thing when you step on that stage. And the only things you should be focusing on are the things that you can control instead of the things that you can't control. If you spend so much time worrying about who's going to turn up, what the judges are going to wake up wanting, if they want two sugars in their tea or round glutes. You're just going to be stressing about the wrong things. And we all know what stress does to your physique and to your mindset. So focus on the things that you can control and don't focus on those little, little things that you know you have no control over. Yes, if you've seen someone on Instagram and they look wicked and, oh, you're up against them on your qualifier, what's to say that you won't be up against them on your finals? You shouldn't even be focusing on this. And I think one comment that a girl said to me that really, really resonated with me was that this is my third time competing. The girl who won my category, it was her first ever show. I feel like dog shit. Now, not taking away anything from them. 
They obviously had the best physique on that day, absolutely deserve their placing. However, if you're one of these people that have won your first show or two, do not fall into the false sense of entitlement and a false sense that you're not, never going to be knocked down from that first place. Because once you get that first place, if you have the wrong mindset, anything else than first place, you're going to be deeming as a failure. And this gives the perception to the rest of the competing world as well that you're not as good as a competitor when you don't win the first time, when that's actually not the case at all. It's very easy to latch on to statements that people make in the industry, beliefs that people have and they kind of project on social media and whatnot. But you've really got to look at the overall picture here. Remind yourself that probably 95% of all athletes in all sports do not win first place a lot of the time. And actually they lose more times than they win. Yes, these people that have won their first shows, fantastic. I still think it's amazing that you can do that. However, do not think that everyone is going to be like that and do not think that you're never going to get knocked off that first place at one point. Think about people in the bodybuilding industry and outside the industry as well. Emma the posing pro, she didn't win until her third year of competing. Anthony Joshua, heavyweight boxer. Yeah, he's been undefeated, but when he was in the Olympics, there were many times that he lost. And even when he was fighting against Klitschko in the training camps, he would lose a lot of the sparring rounds. However, through persistence, consistency and determination, he then went on to beat Klitschko a few years later. Think about all the IFBB pros on the Olympia stage. A lot of them have gone through so many losses more than they have won. But what the most important thing is, is I guess people say, oh, it's not about how many times you lose, but it's how many times you lose and you learn from it and you keep improving. Remember the first time that you tried to ride a bike? What happened? Did you just start doing marathons like Chris Hoy? No. You probably fell a few times and you probably had to keep going until you could be able to ride that bike. So many things in life do not come natural. So many things in life we have to put the hard work in. So don't think competing is out of that equation. Just because someone's won their first show and just because you haven't got the placing that you want, it doesn't mean you're worse than that person. It doesn't mean that you're not meant to be a competitor. It just means that you need to work harder and you need to put more work into it. If I wouldn't have missed out on my top three placing last year, I wouldn't have got, probably got my arse in gear and I probably wouldn't be where I'm at right now because I've realised the weaknesses and you've got to learn. You've got to be able to seek criticism, seek feedback because that is the only way you're going to get better. What is the point of winning your first show and then thinking you're great and you don't need to do anymore? What is the fun in that? Failure is basically what you choose it to mean. If you want it to mean that you're crap, that you haven't got a great physique, that you're not as good as everyone else, then good luck to you. That's not going to be the right mindset that you're going to be able to take inside and outside the competing world. But if you take failure as an opportunity, time to grow, evolve, move forward, get better, then you're going to be able to put that into competing in every single other area of your life. So many things have happened to me since I didn't get my first place that I really wanted last year. But Sometimes you've just got to learn the hard game and you've got to be able to be patient with your goals. The trophy is only one element and as this book says, there are many aspects to success. Material wealth, i.e. money or the trophy in a sense, is only one component. But success also includes good health, energy, enthusiasm for life, fulfilling relationships, creative freedom, emotional and psychological stability, a sense of well-being and a peace of mind. 
So if you've gone through a whole prep and you've really pushed yourself past where you think you could go, if you've been able to come from X and you've gone to Y and you still haven't got that trophy, remember the trophy is only one element to the success. You have gained so much more out of this process than just the trophy. What happens if your house goes up in flames and your trophy goes with it? Forget the trophy when sometimes when it comes to this competing life. Yes, it's a symbol for so many other things, but you've got to be able to see that this attachment is only going to create insecurity. And it's the same with money. It doesn't matter how much money you have in a bank or how many trophies you have on that shelf, the attachment to that money or that trophy can create so much insecurity. Some people who have the most money and the most trophies are often the most insecure and the most unhappy because they've put so many eggs into one basket. They've completely lost the idea of what it is to be fully fulfilled in so many areas of your life. And this is, again, why this podcast is called Not Just Bikini Girl, because to be able to really be happy and do competing well, yes, you've got to put your focus into this, but you can't forget that there's so many other little wins and little successes that you're going to have inside and outside of this sport. So what I'm trying to get at here is success shouldn't just mean that you've got that trophy and you've got your placing. Every single time you come out of a show, I want you to be able to scrap whatever placing you've got and be able to tell yourself what you've learned and what success have you made on that show. Is it the case that you didn't stumble this time on your show day? Is it the case that your peak week was a lot better this time? Was it the case that you've realised that you prefer straight hair to curly hair? It really doesn't matter what it is. As long as you can come away with that and realise how much that you've learned and how much you've grown as a person without that trophy in place, then yes, if you get that placing, then the trophy is going to be the ice on the cake for you. But if you go into every single show thinking that you're going to win and, and not having a backup plan to if things don't go the way you want it to, you're going to come away from every single show feeling deflated and feeling dull. And it only makes the post-show blues, in my opinion, a lot, lot worse. And going back to this sense of attachment to money and the trophy, what I have seen in the industry is people realising that competing and that trophy is not going to solve all your problems and it doesn't fix certain things. You might hear the case of, oh, when I do X then I'll be happy. When I do Y, then I'll be happy. In this book, it mentions, when I have X million dollars, then I'll be secure and happy. Then I'll be financially independent and I will retire. Then I will do all the things that I really want to do. Now, if you have that mindset that you're only going to be happy once you get that placing or once you get that trophy, then if that time never comes or it takes a few more years, then it means that you'll be spending the next two years never being happy and never being fulfilled. It's having that balance between being hungry for those goals and what you want to achieve, but at the same time being content and happy and grateful for where you are at right now. That way you're going to be a lot more fulfilled and a lot more happy. If you haven't got the place that you've that you've wanted and you're thinking that you don't want to compete anymore, then just have a real think. Like, I'm never going to be the person that says you shouldn't compete or you should compete. But if you're stopping competing because you didn't get the place that you want, then I think you might be doing... Again, I don't know everyone's whole history and the context that they're coming from and the life situation that they're in, but... You might be doing yourself a disjustice by not sticking it out and seeing how far you can come. Like, persistence, consistency is key. 
And it might be the case that you've got to wait a few more years and do a little bit more hard work and a bit more graft to get to where you want to be. But remember, you've got to be able to have a long-term strategy and goal with this, with the whole of competing, because you don't want to have this massive goal of getting that first place. And once you get first place, then having nothing else to keep driving you. So I guess the biggest thing that I want people to take away from this is failure is only what you choose it to be. You can choose to take it as a positive or you can choose it as a negative aspect that you're going to, that you're never going to get where you want to be and you're just not good enough. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, then I 100% can guarantee that you're not looking to go into this podcast to take it as a negative. So take it as a positive. Remind yourself that not every single person wins first place at their show. Not every single pro wins first place at their shows, but they still come away feeling like they have won. So every single time you step on stage, make sure that you're taking away the positives, the things that you need to improve on from an objective and non-self-hating standpoint, and things will be better in the long run. This has been your host, Jasmine Anderson, and this has been the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast.